It's the final day of our special edition of the Switched On Spotlights for Learning at Work Week 2023 and today I'm joined by Gemma Mullins who has spent 26 years at BT in roles such as a customer services advisor and an audio and video conferencing producer to name a few. She now works within the BT security transformation team supporting business customers and it's this career change that we had a chat about today. We chatted about the impact on her life after making such a drastic change after so many years and what it felt like to upskill and importantly how it felt to learn how to learn again enjoy welcome Gemma to the switched on spotlights thank you so much for joining me on the final special edition of our learning at work week podcasts today thank you for inviting me you are more than welcome we've got a jam-packed conversation I have lots of questions to ask you today because I'm really really interested uh, in your story and your time here at BT so we're just gonna dive um straight in you're you're here to talk to us um about your journey at BT you've you've been at BT for for over 26 years now but you made a very big career change after quite a significant amount of time um, and you went on the caps lock program now we're going to talk about what the caps lock program is what led you to make a change and kind of where you sit but the area that you have moved into and you're now happily working in is cybersecurity. so were you interested in cybersecurity? um have you always been interested in cybersecurity? um tell me a little bit about that okay so the background is um my my job my previous job was moving into a different area within bt so i knew i needed to reevaluate my career basically mm-hmm. Um, cyber, as everyone knows, is a growing industry. It's everyone's online nowadays. So, I the thought of protecting industries, the NHS, people, etc., just so appealing. But it's how do you get to it? Mm. Um, so I I knew I wanted to be part of the cyber world, but I also knew I had no experience or qualifications in that area. So it's kind of a where where do you start in mm. in, in terms of um, so I know it's a very exciting area because I myself used to sit in our cyber teams which I know that I told you about previously yeah. I used to sit as a cyber security cell specialist but as I joined on a grad scheme I was very lucky that I got a lot of training I had no experience and um, kind of similar to yourself in the world of cyber security once you recognise that um, you needed to make a change in your career and you wanted to shift gears. Um, kind of when we're looking at skills and knowing either what experience or where what direction you need to go how aware were you of those sp- maybe specific cyber skills that you needed to develop and almost kind of um how intentional were you about planning that right i need to upskill now how, how, how aware yeah. and present were you of that well i knew i had none i knew that <laughs> <laughs> you know, so i had to do something so i i just I just took the driving wheel. I knew I was going to be responsible for this. Mm-hmm. So what I first, what I did first of all is I went on LinkedIn, and I just completed relevant cyber courses. Went on everything. <laughs> um, I did. I even, I even completed a free online uh-huh. cybersecurity open university course. Wow. Was, yeah. So and it was free. So nothing's cost. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what I did. I, I just took ownership. I knew that. Uh, I needed, I hadn't got the experience, so I knew mm-hmm. I needed some some sort of knowledge or qualifications, etc. So that's what I did. I did apply for a job, 
mm-hmm. uh, with cybersecurity internally, but unfortunately I wasn't successful because even though the feedback was wonderful, it was really good, it was very positive, but I knew I was still missing the vital component of new experience. Mm. So, um, yeah, so... But what basically happened was um, on the internal job news, there was an opportunity came up saying that they wanted to look at reskilling 30 employees into the BT cybersecurity world. So, yeah. So they say everything happens for a reason. And I I guess that's where kind of the fate comes in that, yes, you had that knockback. But what I love to hear, and I know we've already spoken and briefly as well, is you didn't let that knockback of one, not getting one role, just down to experience. You didn't think to yourself, I'm going to stop here. That's it. Cyber's not for me. I'm not going to get into it. It was like, no, there's this fabulous opportunity. You've already got the uh, more formal training, I think, in terms of LinkedIn. You've done that yourself. Um, and you considered caps lock so I'm not going to explain what caps lock is and what that involved I'll let you tell us a little bit about what the program um, kind of what yeah what it involved what it was made up of okay so BT were offering 30 um, employees an opportunity to go to an external company called caps lock who were they basically specialize and have won awards for reskilling Cyber reskilling into cyber security basically. Wow. Um, so it was all external, and um, so do it from home online. And they literally you went through seventeen weeks full time of all all things cyber, basically from coding everything. Um, yeah, very very hard going. I have to say. But at the end of the day, I didn't know. I thought, what have I got to lose? So, I love. Yeah. I, I was just gonna. Say, I was just gonna say that I love that attitude, though. That whether it was taking a look at LinkedIn or Open University or Caps Lock, at no point. Even I know today we're recording a podcast. It's the first time that you're doing this mm. with myself. The attitude that you come into all of these things is like, what is the what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. Whether it's I'm going to leave with a qualification, I'm going to be able to reskill yourself. I think from all the guests that I've spoken to on this on the switch on spotlights, the one thing that does stand out is mindset. So even though you'd been in the business for quite some time, you still had that ability to think. Do you know what? I love working for BT, and if it means I can stay here but do something else that is emerging. Yeah that's an amazing market and industry to go into then oh gosh I'm going to take that opportunity with both hands and I guess what I'd like to come on to and I think is um more of the human side to um making such a drastic change that you had been at BT for 26 years Gemma and it's a big a decision to make to upskill to go on and do a very intense course as you said it's like 17 weeks of a program of re- reskilling and um, talk to me a little bit about how you felt going into the program and then perhaps some of those feelings as you were on the program itself as well yeah okay so maybe a little naive <laughs> when I joined um well first of all getting on the on the catalog course it, it wasn't easy there was a 20-hour assessment there was interview wow. after interview um anyway I was successful so that was brilliant um I didn't re- realize just how big the cyber world is and what is involved it's not one team you know it's made up of thousands of people you know and they all specialize in all different areas um so anyway 
started on the caps lock course. I knew, don't want to say it, I was the oldest. I also knew I hadn't got a brain as a sponge anymore. I you sounded I like you were about to say I didn't have a brain then I was going to say you sure Gemma <laughs> <laughs> honestly I, I, I knew I, I, I wasn't brought up with technology like the younger mm. members so I knew it was going to be harder but I also knew for, that I made sure I put extra hours in in the evening mm. reading etc you know just just I, 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 I just knew I had to put more hours in However, um, doing the course, wonderful. Um, some areas was a struggle, some not so much. Um, but what I didn't realise and I've never heard of before was imposter syndrome. Ah. And I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, before I ask you a question about imposter mm. syndrome, I think um, there's something that I, I recognise in what you've just said there about it's probably the first time that you've done in a, in a long while when you went onto the caps lock program of just shifting your brain again and thinking right I'm actually learning something physical tangible it's not the day-to-day learning but I'm actually sitting um, in a more formal perhaps right I've got whether it's x amount of work I need to get through this evening or reading or whatever I'm sure that um almost changing the way that you work and approach to learning was yeah. slightly different which is why you once you once it clicked I'm sure then you were like right I've got the routine I know how many hours I need to be in I mm. might I might need to do a little bit of extra reading so that it does digest in the way that I need it to digest but you almost recognized that quite early on by the sounds of it so to know I've got to put a little bit more yeah. extra time and effort in as well I told all my friends and family for the next 17 weeks I do not have a life outside <laughs> caps lock. No, seriously, I knew I had, there was. I needed to just stay focused. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, when it comes to um, you mentioned imposter syndrome, so mm. it's the first time that you'd um, maybe was it the first time that you'd heard of imposter syndrome, yeah. or was it that you recognised it in yourself? So it's the first time you heard it. So, um, yeah. talk to me a little bit about you. You mentioned that. Um, you weren't as familiar perhaps with technology or you felt mm. like you were, you were perhaps also one of um, the elder um, people who were on the programme itself. Was that where some of those imposter um, feelings derived from? What aspect made you feel like, ah, I don't know if this is either the right decision or if I belong here? Um, yeah. um, um, tell me a little bit about that. <coughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so I, didn't, I've nev- I had never heard of imposter syndrome. Um, what caps lock did which was wonderful is they did they offered counseling throughout ah. the course okay for whatever reason so yes being one of the older ones not picking up things so quick I mean I I, I spent weeks reading and reading the same paragraph trying to let it sink in and I couldn't and then one of my younger colleagues of the cohort they actually said oh you know that you can actually there's a read aloud function on a pdf ah. and I was like no well, it was a game changer. It was absolutely. <laughs> all of oh. a sudden, I was like, "It can be. It can read to me." <laughs> <You know? laughs> it takes the work off my plate because it can read. Yes. And and also, that's like a, again, it's a style. It's the, how you consume it, and that's then the light yes. bulb goes off. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it, it, with the imposter syndrome, it, it was just a case of everyone seems to be getting this so much quicker mm. than I am, and I just did not feel like I was worthy to be there at mm. all. I just, yeah. I knew I wasn't going to give up because I'm, mm. I'm not a quitter, I, you know. Um, 
but I did have moments where I just thought, what am I doing? Um, but then I went, I had a counselling session and basically the lady was wonderful and she just explained that BT have confidence in me and that's why they've given me this opportunity, mm. believe in myself, you know, so I went, I, I did start going walking with my friends, uh, just just to get out, just to sort of reevaluate. really them, that, you know, I, I had such great support, my cohorts, I mean, everyone, they were, they were just wonderful. They, you know, the, the counselling, BT, Caps Lock, friends, family, the cohort, it was just wonderful. And it just gave me a second wind and I just thought, I can do mm. this, I can do this. And But you do have moments where, um, like I say, there's some parts of the, side, the, the training that you mm-hmm. don't pick up very well. And then there's others you do. So everyone's got um, weaknesses and strengths, don't they? And, you know... And everyone felt the same. It wasn't just me. And we talked. We were mm. open about how we felt. And we talked. And, uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, however, I have to say, though, what another thing as well is I on LinkedIn, I had one of those moments where I just, I put a post on, a status, saying how I actually felt about this imposter syndrome and, you know, etc. And the feedback was amazing. It was mind-blowing. Oh. It was um, 180, no, no. It was 83,000 impressions. Oh, my gosh. I had over nearly 1,300 reactions. I didn't do this, by the way, for a response. No, just, no. You know, when you just feel like, oh, I just need to put something down. I just feel like... But I just I need to like, get it out. Yeah, yeah, and I had over 100 comments. And the feedback I had was just... I mean, people were saying... And this is from all walks of life. This isn't just mm-hmm. BT. BT, okay? They yeah. would say... How refreshing is it to hear that someone's admitting that they've got imposter mm. syndrome, you know? And it just proved to me, that with the feedback, that it's common. It's oh. actually, whatever you do, it's common. And, it, yeah, that helped. It really did help. There's a few things there that um, I absolutely love. And the first thing I want to say is thank you so much for sharing the fact that you did go through counselling and you're open enough mm. to share that on the podcast. BT colleagues are going to hear that. I think it takes... Um, a good amount of bravery and I think we need more people that are willing to share the fact that you know what sometimes you just need to have a conversation it's also yes. great to hear that Caps Lock offered alongside BT that service yes. and I think one thing you said there was that you had that conversation with your counsellor and your counsellor said well BT chose you for a reason but sometimes when you're in the heat of whether it's a training course or any any point in life sometimes it's difficult to remember why you were there the fact yes. that in this case you were selected 30 colleagues were selected and you were one of those but Mm. when you're in the depths of probably reading in an evening and have been doing that evening after evening you're probably not going to remember why you were selected because you'll be thinking oh my gosh I'm I'm finding this really tough at the moment and that's where the community comes and I think really lucky by the sounds of it as well to have had a really amazing and supportive cohort but sometimes again it just takes that step to say in your case it was the the auto reader of a pdf just saying like i'm really struggling someone might have a tip they might resonate like like they said kind of on on the linkedin piece as well i do think that it can seem like the most daunting thing Mm to whether it's like you did you wrote it on a LinkedIn post it might be someone has a conversation with a colleague a friend or a family member and just feels like I don't know if this opportunity or what I'm doing at work or outside of work 
if I'm worthy of it. That's actually the hardest bit. Yeah. And to your point, you weren't doing it for comments, for impressions, or for reactions. But I'm sure you got a heck of a lot of um, affirmation and, and advice and feedback in those comments, which only just spurred you on. And I think whether it's someone posting on LinkedIn or they do just have a conversation, the outcome's going to be the same. You're never going to get people saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. People are more likely to be like, oh, I've been feeling that too. And I just needed someone else to say it. And that's why yeah. from the sounds of it, what it was like from for yourself. Yeah, it, it's just talking, isn't it? Yeah. It is being open and just talking, you know, so yeah. Oh, well, I'm so I'm so glad that we've uh, got to have a conversation today, Gemma, because I was really keen to spotlight um, the Caps Lock programme. You're now happy, thriving in the area that you're in as well. I, I, I'm making that assumption, but I know that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a school day still. <laughs> I'm but, <laughs> but you're learning, right? Yeah, you are yes. learning. And um, the one thing that I always love to ask our spotlight guests at the end of every conversation and we've we've been talking about some of these things so far but what your one top tip is um or piece of advice for being your best self for any of our colleagues that are listening okay don't be scared what's the worst that can happen you know just take no one's going to give you something for nothing Mm -hmm. take the driving wheel and just believe you can you will because you want to simple just yeah i need that as um a voice note to play like as an alarm yeah. believe you will take yeah. the leap you can yeah. do it it does and and again you just need the affirmation that reminder mm. sometimes what is the worst that can happen that is a mantra that i definitely uh, like to live by so thank you so much for sharing and for reminding it and for joining me as well Gemma. i've really loved uh, speaking to you today it's a, been a lovely way to end learning at work week on our switched on spotlight series well thank you very much sam it's been lovely Thank you so much to Gemma and to all of our guests for joining me, your host, Samarana, on this year's special edition of the Switched On Spotlight for Learning at Work Week 2023. If you've loved listening to our bite-sized podcast with your colleagues, just search for Switched On over on Spotify to discover the rest of our episodes and listen on the go. I'll see you later this year for season three of Switched On. Take care. Switched On.